Hi and welcome to a boogie special. Thank you. Thanks, Agneta. Uh, I'm yeah. My name is Agnes or Agneta, and um, today is like a boogie remote episode um, because I'm in London at the Barbican Center with uh, this day's very special boogie guest, which is you, Kabi. Ah, oh, it's a pleasure. It's uh, honor, honor yeah. to be on boogie. I'm so thrilled that you that you're up for doing a, an episode. Oh, thank you. And um, we've played some of your songs on previous episodes of Boogie, but maybe um, you would like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, my name's Cobby So. I grew up in southeast London, and I'm a musician, uh, artist, producer, and uh, a professional music lover. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna stop at professional and that would also have been very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the professional music lover too. <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't know where it came from, but I don't know. It's, I mean, yeah. it's true. I also know you very much as um, like a, a radio host uh, and as a lector. Oh yeah, g- oh yeah. Your, like the radio so show you do. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's been a long. It's been yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. I, I select music too, and um, I've been doing so for. I want to say maybe seven years almost. As really? of Yeah, as of November for seven years. Wow. Yeah, uh, my first show on NTS. Not as a guest, but as a, as a um, regular host started in november 2015 whoa yeah that's a long time yeah and um i was approached for years for like maybe two years on and off by nts to host a show but i i persuaded myself at the time that i wouldn't know what else i could bring to nts that they that they aren't already bringing in such a unique and amazing way they have so many shows even back then um compared to now but eventually um the staff at nts persuaded me and and said look look just take a show (laughs) (laughs) and then i thought okay I'll, i'll i'll accept and um seven years on i'm yeah i'm i'm on nts radio hosting a show still and um good thing you did thanks <laughs> yeah and i also yeah uh, i feel very um uh safe in this uh, audio space because i know that you do a lot of radio so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's good yeah. to have a very um like uh yeah an experienced guest i yeah. feel yeah thank you very honored to have you on thank this you. episode i oh, appreciate it. how do you find hosting radio whoa good question <laughs> <laughs> i like it yeah that's i good. really like it that's good yeah. it's a new thing for me still, mm-hmm. but i like it definitely mm-hmm. yeah how about you yeah it's, it's amazing like i yeah, the great thing with nts is that it is very it's very encouraged to um uh be as free as possible with, with regards to um, playing songs because ultimately the the big or a big part of NTS is 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 that 
um it's it's about people who really really like are passionate about music and connecting the dots and not necessarily feeling any pressure to play a particular strand of music or in any or even presenting in a particular way um that doesn't um help to harness and encourage that passion that they have for music so yeah it's 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 amazing and also um it's something that i've been thinking about over the years that like as a kid i used to pretend to host a radio show on my no way yeah on my older brother's uh radio like boombox mm. like i'd i'd find blank cassette tapes I must have been like age 11 or something and I used to pretend to host a radio show during the summertime Whoa. at my grandparents and I, I was listening back to uh, the recordings because I found, I found the tape at home <laughs> and I, st I, st I remember it still <laughs> and it's just interesting how that happens you know yeah. just like you know, some of the things that we're into as kids we end up doing it you know, as, as adults on a, mm. on a more sort of professional level for, for, for want of another term but mm. yeah that sounds adorable I'd oh. love to hear like an 11 year old hosted coffee show yeah <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll yeah, yeah what type of radio was were you like a funny radio host uh, like a pensive radio host I'd probably more the last the, the former really mm. because um It was a strange mix. It was a funny kind of mixture of me presenting a story that I, you know, that I came up with in my head with like a bunch of like made up characters alongside my younger brother, who's like six years younger than me. So he was like four years old or something. Um, and then on top of that, I'd present like the top 10 using CDs around the house or recording part recording charts chart songs um of that time Whoa. you know in the early 2000s late mm. 90s um that sounds like a pro radio show yeah i was <laughs> i was really enthusiastic about it i'm not sure where it came from i'm not sure <laughs> yeah maybe from the same space that led you to accepting the ncs show yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> Or from the same space that made you say yes to the spooky episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Yeah, they were fun times. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting to see that I'm basically doing the same thing mm. you know, now. And the same could be said also for my older brother, who's also, mm. you know, a producer in his own in his own right and a fantastic one. As mm. biased as that sounds, you know, <laughs> like I'm, yeah. This bias is okay in this radio show as long as you say that it's there. Ah, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I think it's always really nice to hear the songs that you're selecting because it it always feels like getting to know your musical universe better. Mm. I feel like it always has like either, um, I mean, like your musical universe both as like a collaborator with other artists and as yeah. a solo artist yourself. Yeah, because it feels like the tracks that mo many of the tracks that you select to me have like either a great sensibility towards music or like a great pulse always driving the music forwards oh thank you and I feel like that's 
two things amongst many other things that I always hear within your tracks. Yeah, oh, thank you. It's like yeah, so getting to hear you know the 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 broadness of that sound mm, mm. through like a radio show curated by you is just yeah, yeah a big recommendation oh, for you. anyone listening who hasn't yet tuned into your show. Oh, thank you. It's yeah, it's always nice to get to know people through the music that they find yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Maybe we should listen to some music. Yeah, sure. Okay. And uh, you've brought some tracks today, and I've also brought some tracks. Yeah. My first selection is a song by D'Angelo named Another Life. I had in mind the uh, live version. I think it might have been the first recording that I came across of this song. Um, it's of, it's of um, D'Angelo and his band performing Another Life live in Copenhagen in 2012. And I remember when I first heard that track, I was just blown away. You know, being someone who's a huge, huge, like, admirer and fan of D'Angelo's music, it like, I was just emotionally not ready. <laughs> um, I was just, yeah, taken aback. Another reason why I picked this song is because um, for the show that I performed in Copenhagen recently with, with my band, um two people played there um under the name another life and mm. uh, they run a festival and they run a sort of like a community mm. and i remember approaching them because i really enjoyed their selections and i thought to my i thought to myself i wonder why i wonder what the story is behind their name another life so i, mm. I asked them if it's because of is, is you know if 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 it's named after D'Angelo's song and they said it isn't actually it's for another reason but mm. they like that I mentioned that because they didn't they didn't think of that mm. and um, I thought oh that's cool yeah so um, <laughs> I just thought given that you know it's in Copenhagen we're in, Cop we're in Copenhagen and mm. um, yeah I met, I met um, the duo called Another Life and I'm a big fan of D'Angelo I thought yeah I'll pick this track nice yeah That's a very good, uh, very considerate track selection. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. And thanks, by the way, for a really lovely show. Oh. It was so amazing. Yeah. Oh man, thank you. I very mean, very nice. Full credit to Alpha Maid, Metashiba, and Ben Vince as well. Like they, amazing people to play with, and amazing people to consider as friends as well. And um, yeah, it was actually the first time that we played all together with a drum kit really yeah we played for the first time together as a four piece at the barbican center where we are now actually mm, full we circle yeah full circle yeah we supported grouper in april mm. uh, but we didn't have a drum kit because we wanted to make things as quick as possible for the changeover between mm. our show and and liz's show a uh, grouper's show mm. so um Yeah, it was a nice. It was yeah, it was really nice to play together as a four piece and with drums. I've known, um, well Ben, I've known since two thousand and sixteen. Leisha and Momoko, Leisha's Alpha Maid and Momoko is Metashiba. I met them about four years ago, roughly, mm. and we've all been involved in one project or another, 
um and i don't know i just i just really connect with them and yeah it was a huge honor that they all agreed to um perform as part of um my live show so far and um uh yeah it's been amazing but anyway yeah so um my first selection <laughs> for the show is uh d'angelo and another life oh yeah and also another thing i wanted to mention mm-hmm. um even though I haven't been to a D'Angelo show, I've, I've watched quite a few of um, his performances with his band. And there's something about the the togetherness and the synergy. Like I can tell that there's, there's a really sh- strong kinship amongst the musicians that play with him, whether it's with this current formation that he's had over the years or whether it's with like... Um, uh, the Soultronics who you know who played with him during the Voodoo tour mm. like the you know they're all amazing not only are they amazing musicians but they have this connection going on where it's kind of telepathic and I think that's I think that's a key thing that I really appreciate um, um, you know when playing in in bands or whether it's for like a solo show or with other projects I'm involved in you know like for me that's really key to have that thing going on where we kind of we're kind of able to communicate to each other and we kind of know what to do sort of thing you know mm. and um, yeah so that's another reason why I've, I think to mm. pick this track as well so that's a really good yeah. reason thank definitely. you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
amazing. Yeah. I mean, so moving. That song as well as Charade, mm. those two tracks, um, when I first heard them through YouTube, um, thanks to Matthias, Matthias, <laughs> and whoever, whoever else recorded the video Charade, two years before those songs came out. I mean, yeah, it was just incredible. And you know, like, speaking of Charade, I didn't have this on my list, but I think I might have to include it on because um, when I first heard of Charade, it, it immediately reminded me of um, Hegira, mm -hmm. the album Hegira by Joni Mitchell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's oh, just, that's that just, makes sense. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, I mean, there's a specific line that sticks out on the title track on the album uh, where Joni sings, there's comfort in melancholy. And I feel that in the in the playing, in, in Joni's playing on the guitar and Charade, the song Charade by D'Angelo reminds me of that a bit. Mm. It's like a watery kind of sound and I don't know, it's just full of a kind of emotion that just really, really resonates with me. Mm. And I don't know, I think, um, yeah, I'm just really into it. Um, and, and, and there's a, there's just such a undeniable, I don't know if that's the word to use, but just like a, you can't sort of, you can't sort of um, dismiss it. It's an undismissable sort of truth and honesty there that's, um, embracing of all of the different aspects of what it means to exist mm. you know like the you know whether it's the good times the sad times and everything in between so um yeah um Hijira by Joni Mitchell
Good call. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think I might actually have a follow-up track to that one. Um, and I feel uh, I feel kind of bad because it's it's an artist that we've played before in Boogie, and like three out of four times that we've played her music, it's been w with like a connotation to Joni Mitchell, ah. um, because there is like definitely a musical link there mm -hmm. so now i just want to take the time to say that of course this artist is also other things than mm. a link to Joni mitchell oh excellent but i actually did want to i was thinking about playing this track before you brought in Joni. um wow. so i just felt like um yeah i feel like now i have to do it oh perfect <laughs> um and it's a danish artist called jura sure um from this is a it's a track that we haven't played um okay. on boogie before sure so i don't feel too bad about playing her again um, i look forward to listening jura and it's the track it's the album closer uh of her recent album mm -hmm. um called measures of its own mm. um, the reason why i wanted to bring it for today's program is that it mm, there's just a way in this track at least of like telling a story um, mm -hmm. and linking it with the audio sound soundscape mm -hmm. that kind of reminded me sometimes about things that I experience in your music mm. that there's like you know a kind of translation between the lyrics mm -hmm. and the uh, the instrumental side mm. it's of course not a it's not a one-to-one -one translation mm -hmm. but I just really got captivated by, by how Jura has kind of um, yeah soundscaped this mm -hmm. lyrical part it's mm -hmm. kind of a long track um yeah. but i and i love it maybe oh. because of that <laughs> i look forward to listening um jura yeah here we go <laughs> Oh, the truth 
intelligence Measured by measures of its own Leading someone to know how to put on a show
Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible, honestly. I'm I'm looking forward to listening to more music from Jura, for sure. I really felt like, because to me at least, the lyrics are very much about like human beings as a as a whole. Yeah. Um, and just mirroring that into sound, I feel like is very yeah. It just really struck me when I listened to this track mm. first for the yeah. first time. Yeah. And then I haven't really been able to stop listening ever since. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- is there more music from Jura as well? Is this? This is actually her debut album. Um, oh, okay. Formality again side, but wow. uh, hot tip: she's in Glasgow at the moment, recording or writing her second album, okay. which will hopefully be released within the next few years. Amazing. Yeah, I'm wow. really, uh, I really love her music. Yeah. Um, r- truly amazing. Yeah, like really unique and. It reminded me, it, I mean, as much as it reminded me of some of my favorite music, it also f- felt like something really new mm. that I haven't really listened to before. Um, yeah. And it's funny because um, there were some songs that I, there was another song that I haven't even got on my list that I, th- I thought <laughs> whether to um, include. Um, I don't know if you've heard of David Sylvian before. No, who's that? So David Sylvian was the front person of a band called Japan. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, ago. I've heard of Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's something about the production and this particular track that reminded me of um, David Sylvian's first album. Mm. Just the, I don't know, the it was almost sort of like a fluidness to it mm. that just, it's like a metamorphic kind of, sound and uh, it's really really nice and and really interesting as well um that's a beautiful yeah yeah yeah, there's a particular song called weeping willow i think Mm. if if i I can remember but um yeah i mean this yeah i look forward to listening to more music from her from jura yeah definitely um what else do you want to listen to now what what other tracks did you bring it's a recent track that I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, I don't think it's been officially released. This it's another YouTube find. <laughs> it's I a trong. Yeah, sorry, it's a track. I said trong, which <laughs> I, 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 I've been doing this a lot recently, where I combine two words together, un, un, unintentionally. Mm. I was meant to say track, and I was meant to say song. <laughs> trong. The trong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've got a trong <laughs> called. <laughs> it's not my trong, but it's uh, it's someone else's. Um, both really favourite musicians of mine. The track is called "All Flowers in Time Bend Towards the Sun." I don't think it's been formally released. I need to double check. Maybe I'll check online on somewhere like Discogs or something. Mm. But it's by Elizabeth Fraser and Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, can you imagine a song by those two together? I mean, of course, they're, it's documented that they that they knew each other and they're close. But I didn't I didn't realize that they made this together. Um, you know, it's another another piece of music that really moves me. And mm. um, it's, yeah, just thought I'd include it. Really, yeah. Let's listen. Yeah, sure. 
incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a duet between those two people, like these two as vocalists. Mm. It feels like almost the only ones that could do a duet with each with other. each other, yeah. Because each voice or each vocal is so distinct. So really singular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they just weigh up each other or like really, yeah. Mm, mm, wow. Mm. I'd never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I don't know what to say about that song beyond just saying that I have no words for it, you know? Mm. Like, um, yeah, it moves me. It moves me a lot. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been, a, for those who know me, know that I'm hugely into, uh, Cocteau Twins and the musicians individually Liz Frazier Robin Guthrie uh, Simon Raymond who now runs Bella Union I think mm. um, and with Jeff Buckley I, I worked my way uh, in the other way around so I got more familiar with the album that came out um, uh, after his passing mm. it was the one called um, Sketches of My Sweetheart yeah yeah drunk. yeah exactly yeah and that album, I mean, that blew me away. And then I listened to Grace afterwards. And um, I mean, I knew, you know, I knew tracks, the tracks that everyone knows, like mm. Hallelujah and yeah. But I hadn't, I thought, I don't know why I worked that way. I, I just, it's just, I don't know, I find, yeah, that seems to be quite a general thing that I've noticed of myself. Like even early on, like one of one of my first forays into really getting into music was through uh, one of Prince's um, less popular albums, but still impacted in its own way. My dad bought the Batman soundtrack Ooh. when I was like three or four or something, mm. and that was my introduction to Prince. And I think through Prince's through that particular album. I think that helped me to understand um, different styles of music um, and just different sounds because that album in, in itself, like much like a lot of Prince's catalogue, just travels from one end to the other. One minute it's like something that could pass off as a sound that's in, I don't know, Burkine or something. <laughs> and then the next record could be like, the most balladiest of ballads and then the next record would be like heavy sort of guitar led kind of music almost verging into metal so it's for me you know like that seems to yeah it seems to be a common or regular thing you know to come across like a record that's kind of more of a cult you know has more of a bit of a cult following mm. than the one that's like Oh, oh everyone knows that album you know yeah yeah on that note I don't know what my next pick would be I have several choices um, hmm I mean it could be a Prince track <laughs> yeah maybe should I play a Prince track yay yeah, do track? it okay that's always uh, suiting okay great <laughs> that's good <laughs> Okay, so this one, I'm going to go for, hmm, it's quite a brooding track, to be honest, and I don't know whether it would, yeah, do you know what, maybe I'll, that's a cliffhanger, 
<laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is a cliffhanger. Is, which it's a cliffhanger. Track are you about? Initially, I was going to pick the opening track, The Future. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite. I mean, this this is left a huge impact. But you know what? I think I'll play something that's more of a summarization of the album as a whole, mm-hmm. and it's called Bats Dance. Bats. For me, I feel that out that track is like almost like a round trip of the whole record and just in terms of the way it's it goes from one end to another and I think listening to that song especially now that I think about it that probably had the biggest impact on me when mm. I was a kid cause, because it's just like it's like a, it's like a like an odyssey in itself you know it's like all of these songs just rolled into one song mm. and um, yeah I hadn't even seen the video until like Hmm, maybe 10, 12, 11 years ago or something. So in my head, I've just, I've got my own sort of visualization of it. And, mm. and I like that, you know, you know, like um, as much as I like, I appreciate and like music videos. There's a lot to be said about hearing or listening to something and then just sort of formulating. Um, and, you know, what it is, you know, what it could be visually, you know, um, it gives room for more imagination that way, I think, anyway, for me at least. So, mm. yeah. Nice.
Hi. Bruce Wayne. I tried to avoid all this, but I can't. I just gotta know. Are we gonna try to love each other? Stop the press. Who is that? Vicky Vale. She is great, isn't she? Context of my weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really, uh, maybe it's not very good radio, but I, I can really recommend watching the video, the music video, not maybe also the Batman video, but I haven't, I haven't seen that film. But we just, uh, we just watched the music video along with listening to this track. Yeah, yeah. Which was a really good experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, and I hadn't even seen the video until my early 20s uh, I'd say about maybe 12 years ago so to, to see the video for a song that I'm, I've been familiar with since I was 
three or four was just it was mind blowing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is also a super trippy video, so yeah. I can tell. Oh, I yeah. can see, like, yeah. Yeah, it is. It really <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, the attentive listener might um, uh, hear that we have moved setting. Just a little information. Uh, mm -hmm. Because we were sitting outside mm -hmm. uh, of the Barbican before, but it got very windy. Um, like too windy for it to be just nice atmosphere, background noise. So now we are inside of the Barbican. So that's why there's like a different quiet around us maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This was. I think I have to watch that Batman film. It was a really nice like collage way of... But you mentioned that it was a putting together of bits from the whole soundtrack right yeah yeah exactly yeah. so um this particular track uh is pretty much a collage of um samples or like sections of dialogue from the main characters within mm. this movie mm. within the batman movie the 1989 one and there's also a collage of Uh, choruses and refrains from uh, songs before that particular song. So Bad Dance is the closing song within the album. So it's like a conclusion, it's a conclusion uh, as well as a summary, um, combining bits and pieces of the tracks that preceded it. And um, yeah, it's almost like an opera in itself, mm. like, a, like, a, <laughs> like a funk opera. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, through nice. uh, Prince's mind. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good lens to hear things. Through. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, What more? I feel like listening to more music. Yeah, me too. Mm. Um, so, uh, this person came into mind. I'm not sure why, but um, I mean, it's one of my favorite composers. And this song is from another soundtrack. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess in a way that's sort of like a nice thread. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so from one soundtrack to another. Uh, it's a song called Night Stalkers by Kenji Kawai. And this song is from the soundtrack of a, one of my favorite movies called Ghost in the Shell. Uh, it's a, like a manga anime that came out in the mid-90s. And I first watched the movie, I'd say, in 2010 or 11. And yeah, the soundtrack really, really added to, you know, the overall feel of the movie and Yeah, there's just something about it that really, really um, blew me away. And um, yeah, there's, I don't know, it's something really meditative about it. And um, yeah, I mean, the movie itself, it's, it's, I can see why it's considered to be like a classic um, because it led to I think it definitely inspired a lot of other um, movie directors, um, as well as 
composers. Um, I mean, I could name a few. The Matrix is definitely an obvious one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely think the soundtrack plays a big part in building the atmosphere um, in order to help tell the stories, the story as well as um, talk about all the really deep subjects that, that that's a big part of the, the movie, Ghost in the Shell. So yeah, Night Stalkers by Kenji Kawai. Really beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I um, feel like that also speaks into mm, what we were just talking about earlier before we were recording about mm -hmm. um, kind of an interest in soundscapes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, it just made a lot of sense to me with mm -hmm. this piece. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. That album, I mean, that, that song and the album that song is on like yeah I listen to it regularly a lot it's it's yeah like it's like so meditative yeah. um so What? the next one yeah let's go for the next one okay so oh man I knew that I'd struggle with this because there's so many that I want to <laughs> I want to select from I think this time round I'll go with probably Love Song number one by Michelle and the Gayo Cello. Wow. Yes. Yeah? Okay. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Michelle is a big reason, one of the big reasons that I got into playing bass guitar in my teens. Um, it's just the sensibility of her playing that she has that just really struck a chord with me. And um, it was through the particular album that this song is on called Comfort Woman. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big one for me, to be honest. And I think also, I think another reason I think it spoke to me is because it, it sounded like a 
interesting amalgamation of stuff that I grew up listening to, but in a new way. Um, the channels, I mean, there's a channeling of dub and there's a channeling of uh, funk, but it's also, there's also the sensualness to it that um, I, I don't know, that, that, that felt really fresh to me, um, especially in terms of like singing about love because it's, you know, I mean, like, you know, love is a topic that is talked about pretty much, you know, a billion times. But it's, but I think there's there's a lot to be said for like being able to um, not only sing about it in a certain, in a interesting way, but to also project that within the music in a certain type of way that um, feels kind of psychedelic in a way that feels like it's not, you know, like it's not enough to also vocalize or sing about it, but it's about like presenting that in some sort of way musically. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Michelle and the Gerchellas are like a, like a definitely a key musician for me, um, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, this is um, Love Song Number One by Michelle and the Gerchello.
Yeah, that whole album, I mean, that's also another one, a big one for me as well. Um, literally, as soon as I thought of Love Song Number One, I thought, oh, whether to, I don't know, was was that the right one? Maybe Andrew Media and the Milky Way, but yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that whole album is golden to me. So mm, yeah. yeah, there are no no wrongs. Yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I never heard this track before. I was really, uh, mm. really happy about that introduction. She played um, in London this year, actually, as part of Grace Jones's what uh, curation for for Meltdown Festival. Yeah, yeah. But I I think I was away on tour with Terza. Uh, which of course is you know in amazing like to perform with Terza um you know and and with Momoko as well yeah i mean But maybe another time another in a parallel universe you were at the Michel de Guachello yeah, concert yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah totally totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow nice mm. Mm. yeah what more oh okay Okay, I mean, it's probably becoming such a cliche for anyone who knows me well, but like, um, <laughs> I did think Bringing the cliches. Yeah, I did think about playing a track by Grouper, but I think I might throw a slight tiny curveball and play a track from a project related to Liz Harris. Um, so for, yeah, I'm sure some people know, but uh, Liz also has a band called Helen. Um, they've released one album and an EP and one of the songs on the album I listen to quite a lot it's called Pass Me By and it's yeah I just think it's it's, it's a great song and I I just think it makes sense <laughs> for those who know her music and for those who are and even for those who don't know her music I just think it's 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 It's, it's, it's a great song. I really like it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, that was um, Pass Me By by Helen. And um, yeah, I just think it's, it's an amazing track. And I guess like the Liz Harris fan in, in me was like, just like, whoa, this is like a like a pro- proper like pop pop kind of curveball <laughs> here going on. You know, so it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I also, it also turns out that um, Helen are touring, or they've, they've, well, they've, they've started playing shows. <gasps> no. Yeah, I know. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So hopefully, hopefully they'll start, you know, start touring mm. in Europe as well. So yeah, yeah. I saw some videos online and I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me about a track that I thought about playing today mm-hmm. um, by a Danish band called Collider. Um, it rings a bell. Collider. They kind of. You know, they borrow quite freely from both like ethereal, like dream pub schemes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also bring in like noise, but also bring in like prog rock mm-hmm. shifts in the compositions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was just something about your liking of like when you mentioned Cocteau twin- Twins, and I think we talked about at some point Sonic Youth, yeah. or like, you know, more noisy stuff as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just released this track off of their forthcoming EP that's out later this year. Amazing. Um, Can we listen? Yeah, it's called uh, Figuring. Great.
That's fantastic. Mm. I look forward to listening to the more of their music. Yeah. This track's called Figuring. Figuring, yeah. Figuring, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. They do have an album out as well that's a few years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm really excited about this mm. forthcoming EP as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, amazing band who yeah. I have to say that I also work with them yeah. when we're speaking about biases. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, oh, I mean, I love them yeah. nonetheless. So, yeah. Did I have a tour coming up? For, for um, not internationally at the moment, okay. but I mean, I feel like they could tour the world. Uh, it's also yeah. a really amazing live band. Like, mm. yeah, the energy is just yeah, yeah. They have an amazing energy on stage. Wow, amazing! They've played together, or just when you mentioned like the band energy, they've played together for. I feel like they almost lived together at some point, like mm. as a band. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very, very like. Uh, yeah, they just know each other very, very well. Mm, amazing. Um, yeah. How many are in the band? Four people. Four people. Yeah. Oh, great. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Oh, um, good. Appreciate. Should we it. listen to one more? Maybe the last track of Ooh. the show. Oh man. That's not going to be the toughest one. Oh, it doesn't have to be the last one. Okay. But I'm also just thinking for like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, man. I could do I could do this all day. <laughs> me too, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Oh, okay. This track has been on my mind a lot, and it could I don't know it could I'm not sure why, or maybe I'm sure why. I mean, I love <laughs> this person's music so much, and this person is based in South London, and the most recent album is called Haywa which I've listened to a lot of times, like on repeat, honestly. I'm even struggling to pick a song right now, (laughs) but it may have to be, yeah, I think I'll go with a track called Flight by Mansa Brown.
Yeah, so that was Flight by Mansa Brown. <laughs> it's funny, um, even though I missed this show at this festival I attended with my auntie, we roamed around the festival. It was, it was, it was an outside festival in Peckham. And I turned around whilst I was watching Little, Little Dragon and who else was there like Mansell Brown was literally behind me and I just turned around and I, I just turned around and I didn't know what to do I was like oh crap you're Mansell Brown he's like oh you're right and then um, we shook hands and I just became a t- typical fanboy in front of him <laughs> and he was like oh well thank you Becky. yeah so um, I get why yeah yeah, <laughs> definitely yeah yeah I mean it's incredible like guitarist and producer and I look forward to hearing more more music from 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 Manso for mm. sure yeah um so my next song is a bit of I don't know if it's a curveball but yeah it's a song I've been thinking about right now you know for for, for a few minutes so um I wasn't sure whether to include it or not because it's also quite a short piece, but I think I will. It's by a composer named Lugetti, and the track is called Ricata, number seven. Nice, exciting. Mm. I only know, uh, or not only, but I mainly know Lugetti from um, the composition that's included at the end of uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh yeah, for like the really You're weird right. like uh, yeah. outro. Yeah, that features. Um, I forgot that that's in the, in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but it's this very like dissonant piece, mm. and his also some of his uh, choir works are like very. There aren't a lot of recordings of specific pieces, mm. I think, mm. because they're so difficult to sing, mm. because like. Th- the notes are so close to each other that yeah. when you have to like um in uh, do you call in in tone yeah it's, it's, it's like it's yeah it's almost like there's a like microtonal exactly in a way. yeah yeah which is really difficult to sing like next to another person yeah. also singing in a microtonal yeah, way yeah exactly um but exactly. i really love his pieces yeah yeah i've i've still got a lot more to discover mm. of Ligeti's music but for me those pieces on on that was like my gateway to 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 his music nice yeah. i am excited to hear it yeah yeah Thank you. 
Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. I hadn't listened to, I don't know many of his piano works, but this was just incredible. Mm, mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, uh, yeah, truly incredible. Um, And played by a pianist called Katja Bunyatsis-Vili, um, yeah. who I don't know, but who just uh, yeah. yeah played it beautifully. Yeah, honestly, yeah, incredible. Um, I think it might have been Mika who introduced me to Ligeti. Um, so we were just discussing, like, you know, the usuals, like, you know, people like Stravinsky and... Um, and Feldman and Eastman and mm. just somewhere in the midst of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mika showed me Ligeti and um thought, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. I like Ligeti. I like Ligeti. So, uh, mm. Yeah. Um, it sounded like almost like a sped up version of, um, do you know uh, some of Bartok's uh, piano pieces? Yeah, bits, yeah. Bella uh, Bartok. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he made these, uh, it's like these very, very cute um, and beautiful pieces for uh, called For Children, mm -hmm. which are just like um, old uh, Hungarian uh, songs mm -hmm. interpreted in very simple piano mm -hmm. melodies. Mm -hmm. And this just kind of reminded me of like, you know, a sped up version of these like, Pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Not so, to, but you know, said with a lot of respect and. Yeah. Well, I don't mean to sound disrespectful. No, it's not a, at all. I mean, no. I love Bartok, so it's a yeah. huge yeah, yeah. Uh, compliment from my side. Yeah, yeah. It's really lovely. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so this is another track that's been on my mind um, quite regularly. I listen to it through. Well, I first heard of this track through a radio show that was guest presented by a band called These New Puritans, who I'm really into. And they played a track by an, a singer who plays an instrument called, I think it's called the Oud, which is spelled O-U-D. Mm. And uh, this musician, I think, resides in, like I want to say Tunisia, but hopefully I'm not wrong on this one and the musician in, is named Dafa Youssef and the song that Dafa Youssef released which I'm really into is called Unsuper Eternal it's just such a incredible incredible piece of music that um, I mean I'd, I, have to, I have to admit I don't even I haven't even researched what Duffer Yusser is singing about, but I feel the, the, the energy and yeah, just the amount of energy in his, his his performance in the singing and in the playing and in the composition just like like it it transcends uh language. Like it really got through to me and um yeah. It's an incredible piece of piece of music.
Wow. Yeah. That was pure magic. I mean, yeah. Whoa. The way it kind of... Also, I felt like um, when it returned to like the theme at the end, it's like this whole story that has been unfolded from beginning to end of this of these like seven minutes mm -hmm. that's just incredible mm -hmm. it's such an iconic theme as well mm. it's really like yeah, yeah. wow yeah. yeah it's just there's no words after that you know mm. just, yeah yeah should we have one final song of this episode uh yeah sure okay Ooh, this one's a hard, a tough one for me to pick. Um, <laughs> I'll pick something that uh, is, I don't know, it's a bit of a curveball. I, I don't know if this might be cheating, <laughs> but uh, it's a song that my brother quite showed me um, that kind of became my gateway to loads of other music as well. Um, so this song is a cover of a Radiohead track named Morning Bell and the cover is by the cover is by Questlove and James Poyser and Questlove's sister Don Thompson um, it came out a few years ago uh, and they released it under the project's name Randy Watson Experience <laughs> for those who for those who are familiar with the Coming to America film they'll know where that name comes from uh, but yeah no so um, Questlove and James Poyser and Don Thompson Questlove's youngest I don't know if it's younger or older sister or sibling um, yeah they covered uh, Radiohead's track Morning Bell and I remember listening to this when I was like 17 or something and I hadn't listened to uh, the original song or the album that that original song's from I'd listened to OK Computer before but um, and it was it was a really good album but I think for me the album that really <laughs> blew, blew me away and from Radiohead was Kiddo and and I definitely think that cover of Morning Bell um, sort of I don't know that was like my gateway to the rest of Radiohead's discography so yeah Morning Bell by Questlove, James Poyser and Don as the Randy Watson experience nice and I think maybe um, maybe that will actually be the last show of the or the last track of this the last trunk of this um episode and then uh, there's just a huge huge um recommendation to go listen to your music because <laughs> then we won't do it in this episode but but thank you so much for for guest hosting this amazing episode and for sharing so much music Kobe. oh much appreciated maybe maybe one day i could do a part two or something because there's so many more other songs that yeah. come to mind that i just really am <laughs> itching to share it's a never-ending spiral and totally. i kind of love ending on the note of like a loved one having shared some music with you that then oh that was a cover of some other music that you know mm. it just really shows how this is like yeah, yeah. truly never ending but that's exactly the beautiful exactly. thing about it 100 it's like mm. a 
not quite a round trip, but more like a spiral trip where yeah. it's just like it's, yeah, like it's continuous. Mm. And um, I think that's cool. I think that's great. Yeah. There's so many other songs that are, are, <laughs> that's come to mind, but then that's always the way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And um, yeah, I mean, it's been a huge pleasure. Like, honestly, yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Sweet.